it's becoming controversial. There's a lot of conflict out there right now around um, Israel, Palestine. And yeah. I know Ryan made a post recently. Um, I saw of, it. Yeah. Kind of summarizing um, from a Christian's perspective, what that issue uh, looks like to a lot of us. Um, with your wisdom, I just, and I don't want to put you on the spot either if you feel uncomfortable, sure. but what can we learn about our day-to-day life with what you're seeing go on in, in Israel and Palestine? Yeah. Um, the Bible says there'll be a day when, uh, you know, truth is called fiction and fiction is called truth, right? Mm. Good is called bad and bad is called good. And that's what we're seeing right now. Now, we got to know the difference between Hamas, a terrorist organization, and the everyday innocent people of Palestine. Mm. Big difference. We also got to know the truth about the extent to which Hamas does what it does. Utilize money intended for the people to build what we'll call terrorist or military infrastructure mm. for the purpose of attacking and decimating Israel and Jewish people. Now, today, that alone ignites an often irrational conversation. Um, but we've got to call good, good, and evil, evil. That doesn't mean the nation of Israel or all Jews are perfect at all. Mm-hmm. But what we're seeing today is exceeding especially on college campuses. In a a way, it's good that we're finally seeing the truth of what some of these universities have stood for. I mean, imagine being a very accomplished Jewish student who attends Harvard, has tremendous aspirations to serve this country, and all of a sudden, they're being hated by their professors, Mm -hmm. their administrators, fellow students, classmates. And and you're like, what? And now they're paying $70,000 a year for an education where people on Wall Street are saying, I'm not hiring those guys. Mm -hmm. What a a terrible thing. So there's, I obviously side with my uh, Jewish brothers and sisters. Um, I sold uh, artificial intelligence software for a couple of years after I was an agent. And uh, one of the guys I worked with and I have a consultancy. He is a very accomplished on a global scale data scientist. Awesome. He uh, helped uh, several big league uh, teams and works today with several professional sports franchises on analytics. Cool. He's Jewish. I love him. He is my brother. Uh, uh, the next day after the Hamas attack, I called him. Are you okay? I did a short video on Instagram and YouTube shorts of, if you know someone, call them, ask them if they're all right. Mm-hmm. And he said, and he travels the world, he said, Phil, you're the, the third Gentile to call. And I, I, I don't dislike my Palestinian brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. I, no. God tells me, love my neighbor. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, you know, God tells me not to hate. That's part of the strength of being a guy. Absolutely. Don't hate. Yes. It takes strength to not hate. But evil is real. And this generation is seeing a load of evil for the first time. And it's confusing many of 
our culture, absolutely, young and old. It's confusing it. them. And that's, that's sad. But the Bible tells us there, there are times when people will call good evil and evil good. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing that now. So, we, we overcome that with prayer. And we kind of, we have to know what the Bible says to do right. it, to walk right. it out. Even the basic things. And basic things in the Bible are worth just repeating simply over and over again. Read the Bible. Pray. Pray before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Pray when you wake up in the morning. Pray when you go to bed at night. Pray with your spouse. Pray over your kids. Pray over your school, what's going on. Put a, just put a prayer circle. And Mark Batterson did the book Circle Maker, I think it's called, That's right. where he'd literally walk around. Some, pray over all these things. And, and they're emotional. And people are, are, I mean, to say they're emotional is to say the least. This is a violent, evil time in a, in a couple places in this world. But because of the world being smaller by communication, and then we know that we know not to trust totally what we're hearing from our message givers. That our message, primary message givers in this culture are not always telling us the truth. They're frequently shading it to their standard or what most benefits them. And, and you know, we, we wonder why, why, why do they do that? Why do they want to divide us? As a, as a Christian, I ask that to myself all the time, and the answer is division is cheap, it's effective. Mm. And when, so the next time a politician says, I'm here to unify, they're not, no, they're not. It doesn't work. Unifying doesn't get votes anymore. Right. Standing all in. So, and if you say, oh, I just brought up politics. I am a Jesus person. I'm not a left or a right, an up or a down, a red or a blue, or a polka dot or a plaid. I'm a Jesus guy. That doesn't mean I'm unaware of the media. I've been a TV news writer, TV business writer, TV sports writer. I've written about, uh, gosh, the entertainment industry, all of that stuff. I'm fascinated by what's going on around us right now. But I bring it back to, okay, Jesus, where are we going with this? What do you want me to do? And oftentimes right. he'll just say, go stand in front of a couple guys who are hurting and talk to them. Listen to yes. them first. Be who you are. And I'll, I'll, we're all called to be different guys. Right. You know, other people aren't are doing what I do. And then I come back to tell them, tell them, read the Bible. Remind them, read the Bible. Pray. And prayer is just a simple conversation and a simple Prayer. People get the, oh, I have to have big flowery prayer. No, you don't. Prayer that's simple is often very powerful. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll, I'll leave you with one of my favorite stories. Of uh, uh, I talk to guys a lot about prayer because I want to hear them pray. And they're like, uh, I'm, I'm uncomfortable on spiritual turf. I say, I, I got that. I can see that. But this is part of growing to where you are more comfortable in spiritual turf. Think of it this way. You walk into uh, a mechanic's garage or you go to a, a place to lift weights. So one person comes to you and says, uh, and, and they're a total buff guy, uh, the whole thing, or gal, perfect body shape. And they say, hey, uh, you need somebody to spot you, let me know. You know what? It pumps me up that you're in here. I haven't seen you in here and I'm here five days a week. And that could be a tool guy or a weightlifting guy. Yep. Or the opposite is the guy, the, the guy that's in there itself, what, what are you doing in here? You know, that's not going to do you any good. Uh, don't ask me for any help. Well, prayer is a little bit like that. 
I love it when someone starts praying for the first time. That pumps mm. me up. I love to hear Absolutely. basic, raw prayer by a guy or a gal. And occasionally, Jesus will call into them and say, you know, I think you're supposed to say a prayer a little bit more often out loud. And, and when that happens, I want to be there to say, go ahead. I'll, I'll listen. I'm not going to laugh. No one's going to make fun of you. In fact, your raw prayer inspires me. I love that opportunity to hear a guy say, I'm not comfortable with it, but I'm going to do it. And then I'll say, you know what? You, you should go home and share that with your family. 100%. And they'll say, and they'll say no, that, that's not me. And I said, but that's no, that's who, who you, you weren't that, but you are now. God's calling that out of you. He just put me here to say, I, I really want to hear what you have to say. I love that. I love that. And even though we are called and as Jesus, I think what was the scripture when he told us how to pray before he recited the Lord's prayer for us, you know, you don't want to pray out in public for the, for the purpose of being viewed more highly by your fellow men. Right. You not want, a show. Yeah. Not a show. Right. And that for me, that took years to get past because I'm like, eh, you want to be cool. When you do get past that, it inspires other people. I've I've seen so many other people inspired by the idea. You know, you're at you're at lunch with your buddy, and you say, hey, let's bow our heads real quick and just say a quick prayer yeah. before you eat. And it's not to prove anything to anybody in there. It's just to honor God and not let. The eyes of the world, the scrutinous eyes yeah. of the world. And, and Blake, you. in the most secular environments with hurting people, if you just say, I'm going to say a short prayer for you. I know there's, there's they'll let you pray for them. Yeah, and, and they might be anti-Christian mm -hmm. or totally secular or agnostic. It just doesn't mean anything. And they'll say, yeah, sure. And then later when something bad happens, they might come back to you and say, hey, would you say one of those prayers again? Absolutely. Or, hey, guess what happened after that? And that got me thinking and that led to this. Yeah. And then I started talking to yeah. what what might have been God. And now I have a relationship. I've seen that happen so many times. Um, yeah. One thing I, I want to say about the Israel-Palestine peace uh, before we get off of it is, first of all, your take on it is awesome. And I can tell that you're you're well-versed around what's actually going on there. I think what you what you described as separating Hamas from the people of Palestine is huge to have compassion and empathy for those people that are suffering. Of course, it's important. The same on the, uh, on, on the Israeli side, there are a lot of innocent people suffering Yes. at the end of the day. It seems to me like the media is pointing fingers at one side or the other, right? It's Israel being the bad guy or it's Hamas being the bad guy. And it's trying to, to your point, divide the public by making you choose a side and go to war with your neighbor over who's right, who's wrong. The reality of it to me, and when I look back into especially the Old Testament and war in the Old Testament, is that when the leaders, to our point, man code, being a leader of your family, being a leader of your community, when the leaders push off their responsibility over and over again when they 
don't walk in faith and instead walk by the hunger of their stomach and live mm. in that way. The Bible tells us that it will end in suffering and death. And to me, when you see the Old Testament battles, there are oftentimes the side that loses, the women, the children, the animals, they're all slaughtered. They're, um, there are a lot of innocent casualties throughout scripture, throughout history. And I guess my point here is, it's not that we don't mourn that. I, I don't care if you think Israel's in the right or Hamas is in the right or which, the mourning of the innocent suffering is, I think unanimously, uh, that's something that we can all appreciate is tragic. 